most publicized laugh. But actually, in, in two really most publicized laugh. But actually, in, in two really, to be truthful, there has been so many other big laughs. That's, that's not the only big laugh we've had. Well, they think it is, or it was the biggest laugh I ever got, so we keep it that way. Uh, I think it's about as good a gag as I've ever had and was worthy of the biggest laugh. But there have been a couple that have been as big. The laughs have been as big. But this, I don't know, this caught on so fast. It went to practically every newspaper in the world and every magazine. And uh, the biggest laugh I know that we ever got in radio, Mary got. With three words, and the three words were merely looking at me and saying, oh, shut up. And the reason that was the biggest laugh that I, is because the buildup for that was so long. And so, and I'm not opening my mouth, not saying a word. There's a big conversation between Don Wilson and an opera singer that we had with us. And Mary knew that I knew nothing about opera, or was supposed to at least, supposedly knew nothing about opera. And so did the audience, because they, they were supposed to believe that I didn't know anything. So they were constantly talking about opera. And the audience is waiting. They know that sometime I've got to butt into this thing. So I finally started talking. All I got, I got this far. And I said, well, I think. And Mary said, oh, shut up. And that was the longest laugh that I can ever remember anybody. And that wasn't even a joke. Just three words, oh, shut up. But if you take those three words and put them in the right spot, it's better than a joke. It's bigger than a joke. It's more important than a joke. If you can get three words like that and have no meaning at all, except for the long build-up, which was probably eight minutes. And that was the longest laugh. I don't I remember that we just couldn't talk after that. The audience kept screaming and laughing and screaming. And Mary, you know, had that dry delivery. And she just stood there and did the blinds, you know, shut up, and that was bigger even than the, your money or your life. I will speak to the two employees in my pantry tomorrow morning at 10.30. I would be grateful then, Miss Kenton, if you would send them along. I leave it entirely to yourself whether or not you inform them beforehand as to the nature of what I am going to say to them. Nearly every winter, beginning in November, one or two dozen southern sea turtles wash up on the bay shore. These are mostly loggerheads and ridleys, natives of the Caribbean, which in summer wander thousands of miles north of their home waters, carried along by the currents of the Gulf Stream. Numbers of these turtles are found off Cape Cod during the summer and fall months, and many are carried or swim into the warmer waters of the bay, where they feed on fish, moon snails, and squid. 
In late fall, most begin heading south again, but some, perhaps seduced by the lingering warmth of the bay and its fall abundance of marine organisms, stay on into November. Being cold-blooded, they are vulnerable to the sudden cooling of the bay waters at this time of year, which can numb or cold-stun them, leaving the turtles to drift helplessly. The strong northwest winds that usually accompany cold fronts then blow them ashore. Some are dead when they land, others slowly die or freeze to death on shore, while a few manage to crawl up the beach and under some vegetation for protection. Many species of sea turtles have become endangered in recent years owing to overhunting or disturbance of the animals on their tropical breeding beaches. The numbers of Ridleys in particular have dropped drastically, and no more than 500 of these turtles are now estimated to be left in the world. A few years ago, eight Ridleys washed up along the bay shore during one winter. In recent years, however, sea turtle watches have been set up here on the Cape and in many other places in New England, and thanks to volunteer efforts, many of the stranded turtles have been rescued from the winter beaches and rehabilitated in marine aquariums. This concludes of this cassette. Please turn the cassette over and begin again on side two. the circumstances or what the problem. And the fact that God is there means that we are really not in the erroneous situation, for no such situation is going on in the infinite omnipresence of God, good, who is all life and love. 
This is not mere words. It is truth to be pondered, accepted, and demonstrated. No erroneous condition exists in him. Man is not a separate entity upon whom, through whom, or for whom God acts. God acts because he is omni-action, all the action there is. There's no action of God that is not harmonious, nothing that stagnates, slows down, or stops. And man, God's self-expression, manifests that action. So there's nothing about man that stagnates, slows down, or stops. This oneness of God and his idea is something that must be spiritually recognized and understood. Man and the universe reflect the absolute oneness of principle and idea. This leaves no possibility of separation, distortion, dissolution, or annihilation. Man coexists with God. This is not saying that man is God or God is man. God is creative mind and man exists in mind as his idea. Effect is not cause, idea is not principle, man is not God, but you can never have effect without cause idea without mind, man without God, or vice versa. To understand man in terms of this oneness is to understand the continuity of our identity and individuality. It is to grasp man's pre-existence and immortality. Life never began. Individuality never began nor do they end. Man did not begin with birth, nor does he pass from one stage to another of conscious being. Mary Baker Eddy says in Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, Spirit is the only substance and consciousness recognized by divine science. To understand this truth, we must begin with mind as the one ego infinitely and forever expressing itself. We must look below the material surface and discover that God is the only cause and the only creator. In this consciousness of oneness, we find safety and security, absolutely impregnable to the material sense of
Oh, 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 oh. 